Welcome to, to, to this interview. Um, Mike, Michael Wayne's a hard act to follow, I have to say. So uh, he says a bit of a precedent for this. But, um, but it is, um, it's a real privilege to, um, to welcome um, Joshua Luando to us this morning. And uh, it's a very, very um, a, a, a strong welcome from us as a church to you, a welcome to you. Um, Joshua is the manager at uh, Matende uh, Children's Village, and um, we're going to have a bit of a chat about that and um, get to know Joshua a little bit um, better. So, so this is your obviously your first visit to the UK. So, first of all, what do you think of the British weather? <laughs> okay, uh, thank you so much. Uh, you are a lovely people. Uh, I must uh, say that uh, all protocol observed, and uh, thank you for this interview arrangement. Uh, before I answer Ian's question, uh, let me first start by thanking you uh, and also pass my greetings from uh, um, Zambia uh, through the office of the bishop, Bishop John Matafari Kaweme. <coughs> um, and all his uh, entire executive board members who actually are, uh, are the owners of the Mutende project back in Zambia, and also not forgetting my um, fellow members of staff who I work with at uh, the orphanage, and also the children who are the stakeholders for the same project. I must uh, uh, really appreciate you and also for you to extend this official invitation to me. It's uh, really great. Uh, I remain uh, grateful for that. Uh, you are a lovely people. And uh, I, I must say that um, I, I, I've settled well. I've, I've actually had no challenges with uh, the weather pattern. It's just uh, 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 like I'm just back in Zambia. Uh, I've had, I haven't had no problems with uh, the weather condition. And uh, uh, I've, uh, for the couple of days that I've spent in your country, I've managed to travel to many parts of uh, your country, uh, of which in my own capacity as a person, I wouldn't have actually been uh, able to go to all those areas of which I remain so grateful, and uh, uh, may God bless you so much. Thank you. And the first, uh, first time you've seen the sea as well, isn't it? So that's a, a bit of a new experience for you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be uh, really good if you perhaps tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be working at Matende. Oh, sure. Thank you so much. Um, as you know, I'm Joshua Luando, um, uh, a Zambian national, aged 30 years this year. I was born on the 6th of January, 1989, uh, from Mr. and Mrs. Matilda and Peter Luando. I was born and brought up in Kitwe. Uh, Kitwe is just a city on the Copper Belt, to those who have actually have had uh, an opportunity to visit Zambia, uh, it's based in, on the Copper Belt province. And um, I've spent all my entire life in Kitwe, 
um, to talk a little about my family background. Uh, I was born in a humble family, uh, which actually struggled a little bit there to actually um, sponsor us with education. But obviously, uh, coming from that background, uh, I encouraged myself uh, to actually sponsor myself to school uh, throughout uh, primary and secondary level uh, until I actually completed my uh, academic. And um, um, uh, from that time, I actually uh, had no support from um, uh, my family uh, with regard to uh, the, to further my education in terms of tertiary education. So uh, I, um, um, I actually prayed to God that, uh, uh, yes, uh, since you've seen me through, uh, you are going to make a way out of all these calamities. Uh, so I actually kept on trusting God for, for the way forward. Uh, so uh, from that time, I actually worked as a house, uh, as a garden boy, to actually further my education, of which um, after um, I worked for that uh, uh, job for uh, two years, until I finished and uh, I completed my education. Um, um, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Uh, so I was saying that uh, I, after I completed uh, with struggles, obviously with uh, my family support, um, I man we managed to actually support one another in the family uh, to uh, stand by one another until I actually completed school. Then uh, from that time, I didn't have a job. Um, and um, that's how I had a friend with who actually uh, was a member for the Far Baptized Church, uh, who, after seeing my situations, uh, had actually tipped me of the job that, uh, of the vacancy that was at Mutende Children's Village, um, he, uh, of which I applied. Then uh, we went for interviews. Then uh, I happened to uh, pass the interviews, then uh, I started working for Mutende from that time till today. Thank you. And you've been the manager there for how long now? I've been the manager for Mutende for five years now. So, um, yes, you've, you've, you've uh, obviously become very familiar with, with work there and with the children there. So, um, so yes, you're very much part of the sort of Mutende um, family and community. So th there may be people here today who actually don't know much about Matende. There are pictures of some of the children out in the foyer, um, but uh, it would be nice to hear just a little bit about um, how um, Matende sort of came into being, something of the history of how, how, how and why it was set up. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, 
to those that have, those whom I'm actually meeting you for the first time, obviously some, most of you, you might have uh, a little bit of knowledge about Mutende, but uh, just in a nutshell, Mutende Children's Village, just by its name, uh, in our native language, means peace. Okay, so uh, the whole project started way back uh, in 2002 uh, with the vision of our first bishop, that is uh, Bishop uh, Harold Mwenge, uh, who was the presiding bishop by that time. And uh, since that time, uh, there was actually uh, uh, the escalation of, uh, there was actually the problem were with HIV and AIDS. By that time, Zambia, you know, Africa had, uh, was hit by, the, by poverty and uh, there was uh, uh, so much difficulties, economical difficulties people were going through. So uh, through the vision of the church and uh, uh, the vision of um, Bishop uh, Harold Mwenge, uh, obviously, with support from uh, uh, Pastor David Day, they thought actually to come up uh, with the Mutende orphanage, uh, of which uh, with uh, all paper arrangement after everything was done, it was registered finally in 2002 and officially opened on the 28th June um, of 2003. And uh, since then, it has been operating. And uh, uh, our primary goal is to provide the basic humanitarian services to the orphans and vulnerable children in the society, those that are deprived of the basic uh, uh, needs, that is uh, school clothing, uh, basic health care, and many other challenges that they, uh, which they actually face. Thank you. So, um, perhaps you tell us a little bit about the current setup, um, the number of children at Matende, um, and the staff who support them. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, thank you so much. Um, the current setup at the orphanage right now, uh, we have three housing units, uh, and the housing units are named after you, our partners. You'll be surprised that there is one unit which uh, is named after uh, um, um, uh, the, the partner who, was, who actually spearheaded the construction of uh, um, the house there. So one house is called Rachel James House, then the other one is called ABC House. Then uh, the other one uh, is called Beatty Trust House. Then we have uh, uh, a house we are called the Fellowship House, which is actually uh, constructed together with uh, the office block. And um, so what we actually do in the, uh, uh, in the, th in the three houses, uh, in Rachel James' house, uh, we actually uh, keep uh, uh, the girl children 
above 10 years to 18 years, then uh, in ABC house, we keep the, uh, we, we actually keep the children below nine coming down. Then in Betty Trust house, we have only, it's a boy's house. So uh, in Rachel James house, we have uh, 10 children. Then in Babe, uh, uh, ABC house, we have uh, uh, 12 children there. It's a mixture of boys and girls. Then uh, in Betty uh, Trust house, which is the boys' house, we have 11. So in total at the facility, the orphanage, we have uh, 33 children in total. And each house is actually managed by, um, I, can, I can call them a surrog surrogate mothers because uh, they are based there 24-7 to make sure that uh, they offer support, care, and uh, 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 attend to the needs of the children. Um, uh, and basically that's how, how we operate. And besides, um, um, the three house mothers that are permanently uh, stationed, placed in those three housing units. We have two supporting mothers who we call um, uh, temporal mothers or relief mothers because uh, at the end of uh, in each month, every permanent house mother is given three days off to go and uh, also spend time with their biological family uh, relatives. Uh, obviously, they are widows, but uh, obviously uh, uh, they have children and other family members whom they need also to actually uh, visit. So uh, it is during that time when they take their off, that's when that relief mother comes in because the children cannot be left alone with unattended, so to say. So it is during that time uh, the, children, uh, the, the relief mother comes in to actually fill up the vacants. And um, um, talking about the staff, uh, I don't work alone. I've obviously, I have a deputy manager, Winnie, who also actually helps me to in the daily running of uh, the, the, the work activity at the Mtende Children's Village. Then we have two security personnel okay, uh, who actually change shifts, one in the day and one in the night. Uh, and we have uh, the maintenance team uh, from, from, for the garden department and um, uh, the, the environment. And, and the good thing there is that one of those staff is actually a former um, boy from uh, Matende who's now grown up and is now working there for a living, isn't he? So. Oh, yes, sure. So, and there's also the youth facility. Do you want to say a little bit about that? Because that's quite a new venture, isn't it? Oh, yes. Um, besides running the, 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 the orphanage set up, uh, with your support and obviously with the consultation from um, uh, the government department and the church as well, who are the owners of uh, the same project, we uh, officially opened the youth facility programs, uh, which was actually witnessed and graced by the city mayor on the 27th of December uh, 
2016. Uh, and so uh, uh, this program, it's a very important program which, uh, in which we are actually uh, 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 providing, we have, we, 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 we've extended uh, care and support to the youth, uh, to our children who are graduating from the orphanage setup, and we place them in the youth facility uh, for continued education support, because uh, most of them used to find it difficult to actually uh, um, uh, suit uh, in the community once we reintegrate them from the uh, orphanage setup, and so with uh, a, a, a consultation from the local social welfare department and uh, through their engagement, to, uh, working together with our office, uh, when the child actually turns 18 at the uh, facility, the orphanage, we actually uh, do um, um, a reassessment where we actually engage the social welfare department with my office. We, we go out there to actually do a reassessment with the family to ascertain if the child is, uh, if the family of the youth will be willing to receive back the child in the society or if the youth him or herself is ready to actually join the, the society. So uh, we don't actually do it abruptly just like that. We have to actually uh, uh, engage the youth. So after all is done, that's when we actually, with recommendation from social welfare, obviously with also the consent from the uh, the existing family members and also uh, not, uh, not ignoring the, the consent from the youth himself or herself, that's when we proceed to make a decision either to reintegrate the, uh, the youth back in the society or to actually graduate them to the youth facility homes. Then uh, the main purpose while in the youth facilities just to continue uh, supporting their education. Yeah, thank you. And just to expand that a little bit, um, obviously next door to Matende is the um, Harold Mwenge Academy, isn't there, for, to provide education for um, children, not only from Matende, but from the local community. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, also, besides uh, Mutende project itself, it's a very big project, I can say, and I can actually uh, uh, appreciate you so much, uh, but uh, much of uh, the support that we receive at the facility, uh, I mean the orphanage facility comes from uh, the Resound and uh, also uh, um, uh, besides running the orphanage, uh, we are also uh, running the community school called Harold Moenge. Memorial Academy. The name also was just named after the first presiding uh, bishop, as I said it in my preamble. So uh, we've opened, the whole purpose of also extending that project is just to um, 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 
uh, 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 extend just uh, the expand the, the, the organization itself uh, to actually, as we uh, generate more income in terms of supporting the, the orphanage. And uh, so uh, we've uh, thought to open the school to the general public, the community, so that uh, as well, uh, even them, they can actually uh, also be attending school at uh, our our community school, uh, because you know, obviously, the economy is, uh, uh, is a bit biting everywhere, so it's not everyone who can actually afford to actually take uh, his or child to a private school. So uh, it is within our means and our vision as the Mutende project to actually uh, open it to the public so that uh, uh, we actually um, um, uh, capture a lot of the less privileged in society and see how we can actually help them. So the school basically is part of uh, the, the big Mutende project uh, with the vision to actually extend a hand to the local community and the less privileged and also to serve as an income generating venture uh, uh, for the Mutende project, and uh, uh, it has also its uh, uh, s staff structure working at the at the school. Yeah, thank you. And talking of income generation, that was something perhaps we were going to touch upon is the fact that there is an ongoing uh, chicken project, um, and and it might be interesting to hear a little bit about the the impact that's had in terms of raising income and what what you've been able to do with that. Well. Oh, uh, uh, with uh, we, we much we, we appreciate much of your support, but uh, uh, locally we've also thought to also keep on uh, uh, widening uh, the the net of income generating. So uh, we have another income generating activity uh, of uh, selling chickens. That is the broilers, and uh, way back we had we were running it simultaneously together with uh, the, the the layers project. But uh, we faced quite a number of challenges uh, with regard to the layers project because they were not laying so much eggs, so uh, they were chewing a bit of um, profit. So we thought to actually do away with the layers and concentrate with. Uh, the broilers, and I must state that uh, from that time, <clears throat> from that time we actually concentrated with the, the broilers. We've actually seen a great change, and uh, we've yielded much profit, and we are doing fine. Uh, obviously, you've heard about the good news that uh, for the period of five years, uh, with the little savings that. Uh, we actually realized from the uh, chicken project, uh, we've managed to actually even um, buy a facility vehicle. Obviously, uh, with uh, um, the support that you also rendered to, uh, towards the buying of the facility vehicle. Uh, so basically, I can say that uh, 
among, the, among other generating activities that uh, the project has engaged in, we are running a chicken project and you've concentrated with the broilers of which we are making profit, we are stable, uh, and uh, future plans we, have, uh, uh, we are thinking of prudently uh, be running it well and keep saving uh, the little profit that we are actually realizing from the project and uh, uh, concentrate on how maybe we can uh, 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 do a lot of things from the same profit. Okay, so that, 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 um, that vehicle you talked about is actually fairly recently arrived, hasn't it? So that's, a, that's, a, that's been quite a success. Yes, it has been a success. Uh, it's, it has been a dream uh, come true, and uh, we really appreciate at least it to cushion the burden that uh, we were facing uh, we, in terms of emergencies. Sometimes, you know, it was a bit challenging to wait for the church vehicle or the, the vehicle from either of our senior officers, uh, that is from among the reverends who, who are privileged to have their personal vehicle when we are faced with an emergency, maybe let's say a child falls sick at night and uh, there is need to actually rush the child to the local clinic or the nearby hospital and uh, uh, we had to book a private uh, a taxi or uh, maybe call uh, uh, the, the senior officers to come and actually pick us from the facility, but at least now we will have our own vehicle uh, stationed at the facility, of which uh, we are so, so grateful, and uh, I must appreciate you so much for the support that you actually gave us to top up on the, uh, the little profit that we realized from the chicken project. Thank you. So, um, what's, how, how do children and young people spend their day at Matende? What, what's, what sort of activities are going on there? Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, they, they start with, uh, um, obviously, they woke up from bed, obviously, and uh, they have to spray their bed so nicely uh, as part of... Uh, uh, their domestic household chores. Um, after that, they have to actually take uh, a breakfast, leave for school uh, at around 8 o'clock in the morning, be there for the whole day at school up to around 14 hours. After that, they come back, find their lunch prepared by uh, a strong team of uh, house mothers who are doing a great job. Um, uh, after having their lunch, uh, obviously they uh, take a rest for a while, for about, let's say, one hour. Um, and, but you know children, uh, immediately some, the way they behave, uh, immediately after eating, obviously they can start running up and down, but uh, in our program we've said it that uh, after having lunch, uh, they have to take a bit of rest uh, to just uh, relax. So uh, after an hour, 
they actually have to uh, start preparing to go and attend extra lessons uh, nearby uh, within the, 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 the private extra lessons that we've engaged within the school facility that is Harold Mwenge. From there, they actually, they can actually uh, start playing with toys. They play, uh, they start their sport activity uh, and all those. After that, uh, they have to start pre preparing for uh, their following day um, um, and also uh, uh, prepare for supper. Thank you. And, and part of the support is about ensuring the, the spiritual welfare and well-being of the children as well. You want to promote their spiritual well-being as well, don't you, as a, as a team of staff? Exactly. And for that, we've actually engaged uh, uh, Reverend Ziambo, uh, who acts as uh, um, the spiritual father, because most, uh, most of all the children both at the youth facility and uh, uh, the, the Mutende, the, the orphanage, they actually attend church services at uh, the local Lulamba Far Baptized Church. And so if that's the, in that regard, we've engaged uh, Reverend Ziambo to actually be coming at least uh, twice in a quarter uh, and where need arise to come and just... Uh, uh, pray for the needs of the children. And one of the things about Matende is, is I guess, uh, uh, developing a holistic approach to, um, to, to their sort of education and growing up. And I know you spent a significant amount of time supporting um, the children as they become young adults and they leave Matende um, and go out into the wider world. Um, what sort of things are those um, young adults doing with their lives now? Can you give one or two examples? Okay, uh, just as I mentioned of the youth facility program, it has really yielded positive results. We've seen a lot of children actually excel from their lives and uh, We've, uh, we've actually, I can say we've actually gained momentum in terms of uh, the good achievements that we, we are scoring uh, with the youth uh, program. Uh, we've seen uh, uh, quite a number of youths uh, excelling from a secondary level of education to tertiary university and so on. I can cite example of uh, we have one child at Mulungushi University uh, who actually uh, who, who is a beneficiary, I can say, for the same program. Uh, is there now, he should be in, in his third year studying of banking and finance. Uh, he came as a baby at our facility and we've seen him grown and he's doing fine. Then uh, I can also give an example of uh, Precious Nakawala and David Chanda, who are at Creso University. They are studying their degree program in nursing. Then I can also give an example of uh, Clifford and Alec, who we sponsored uh, some, uh, a, some two years ago in automotive mechanics. And both of them have graduated and um, um, Clifford Kaunda is even actually uh, doing a part-time job uh, in a garage 
uh, after studying automotive mechanics. Then we've also seen uh, another child, Harriet, uh, who is actually studying um, a laboratory te technology. Uh, she just, she's just in her first year uh, this year. Then uh, there are quite a number of them. And we have three girls that uh, we are sponsoring in Kitwe. Uh, uh, two out of three are studying uh, their teaching education program. And the other one, uh, Sarah Nachizia, is studying um, catering. So uh, uh, basically, we've scored quite a number of achievements through your support and uh, uh, from the time we started running the uh, youth uh, uh, program. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. Um, and I've had the privilege of seeing you um, a couple of times when I've been out to Matendi. The last two times I've been, you've been the manager. Um, and I've seen your, personally, your commitment and dedication to supporting the children, um, obviously your Uncle Joshua to them, um, and to supporting the staff. So this is perhaps a slightly more personal question. What, what is it that makes you passionate about what you do? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I can say love for others forms the basis of my purpose uh, uh, of me working at Mutende Children's Village. Uh, without love, I don't think I can even be uh, at Mutende. I can even have that drive of uh, the, the passion to work for Mutende. So I can just say the, the way I, would, I wouldn't love myself to be a failure in life is the same way uh, I wouldn't uh, see the less privileged in society fail to make it. So obviously love is the basis. I have the love for the children. I have the, lo the love for my fellow young children to actually see them develop from zero uh, level uh, to somewhere where they wouldn't have actually have love, have, uh, dreamed to be. So uh, it's just the love for others that actually keeps me driving. And then obviously um, your, 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 your love for God and your commitment to Jesus is an important part of that as well, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> So are there any particular challenges or anything as a church we can pray for at the moment in terms of uh, what's happening at Matende? Okay. Um, from, my, from the time of uh, the time that I've spent working at uh, the orphanage, uh, there are quite a, a lot of challenges that uh, we've actually incurred. So... Um, Obviously, children come from uh, different backgrounds, okay? There are some of them are psychologically uh, tortured, you know? Some of them are just neglected. So they, they are coming with all sorts of challenges uh, that actually have uh, damaged their mental uh, capability. So those are some of the challenges I would also love the church, uh, both in Zambia, here, and you, our partners, just to actually 
uh, keep praying for us and uh, so that uh, the children grow up uh, in an acceptable way. Thank you. Uh, Joshua, our time is done, I think, so I just want to thank you very, very much for your uh, time. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs>